We're officially whoa, live. Okay, whoa. episode number 62. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> Adam. How are we doing? Tom. Good morning, friends. We got How are a lot let's of get things to cover. Let's get the energy up in here. Let's yes. get the energy, get up, the in energy up in here. Huh? Let's, go. let's get it started. Uh-huh. No, no, Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> Tom, change it up. Stick to the case studies, bro. No okay. comedy, no singing. Stay uh, in your lane. Last night, we had the last two days were board meeting days. So we had a bunch of people in town. We're having the meetings, going back and forth. Yes, sir. Last night, we get back to the house. It's late, 10 o'clock. We're sitting there. I'm like, let me watch this uh, few minutes of this Lakers-Golden uh, Celtics game. I'm you thinking get... I'll watch a couple quarters, and I'm going to No, go. you just said Celtics game. Golden State, Lakers, Lakers uh, game. Golden State I'll game. Later, right? I'll uh, uh, you Steph up. Curry against, yeah. uh, well, East Coast. West Coast, you could yeah. go to sleep at 945. No. Here, it's midnight, Welcome 1 to the East o'clock, Coast, baby. East Coast, and then... You know, Steph Curry and goes Draymond to Green make that uh, two uh, turnovers, and then LeBron James scores uh, the shot, and it's game over. By the way, do you know how many points uh, Draymond Green scored yesterday? Did Zero. Two points. Two points. Zero for five. Yeah. Zero for five in 41 minutes. He scores I assume he had a points. bunch of assists it and a bunch matter. of rebounds. It doesn't you got to at least give 12 points in a game like this. Like no. how, big, how big is this contract? Remember, didn't he sign a giant? Probably 80, 100 million. The moment he like did, that. his field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point <laughs> percentage, everything dropped. Meaning he just said, I'm a great defender, and that's all it is. Anyway. He's got to bring more to the table. I think so, man. I think if you're going to win. Two points. Two points. Two points. points. Come on, homie. Yeah, two points. So step one, sign a big mega year contract. Step two, gain gain 15 pounds. Step three, stop working the cardio even though you gain the pounds. Step four, forget about shooting. Step five, cash those checks. Here's the crazy thing. He played lights out defense. Lights out defense. I mean, the guy was ridiculous mm. last night in the way he played defense. and uh, But, man, if he would have scored five points, it would have been overtime. If he would have scored six points, yeah. not two points, they would have won. won the game. Yeah. So that's that, that has to be a conversation that they're discussing with the coaches. Draymond, you got to shoot the freaking Did you see the, you I see the walk-off in the halftime? I the conversations. Yeah, being, Steph yeah, Curry. He's, he's a beast when Dear he God. <laughs> Anyways, by the way, just so you know, last night, Tom, yeah. for the first time in his life, watched the Ricky Gervais message at the uh, Golden Globes. Yeah. yeah. It was his first time he watched it. He hadn't seen it yet. What would you think of that? I thought it was shocking that one guy is up there speaking truth and poking. In so it, it was mixing it up. He got away with it. It, it was it, it was it, a lasagna of truth, poke, truth, poke, truth, poke. And everybody was really nervous laughing about it. Because some of the poke, Meat lasagna or veggie lasagna? Where'd he go? Uh, no, no. This was all meat. He Ooh. was heading for heart. He was heading he said, for uh, heart. This is the speech where he said... Get up there. Thank you, agent. Thank you, God. Let's go. Keep it moving. Yeah, he picked on Apple, and this is where he looks at Leonardo DiCaprio, and he said, hey, you know, we got a problem here. If this thing goes four hours, by the end of it, um, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's date will be too old for him. Ooh. And so that, that, that's, that's an easy joke with Leo. Yeah, but that's one of those, you know, poke in the heart that you're not supposed to do in Hollywood. He and then the rest great. of it. Yeah, I, I, he was really good. He, he looks at Tim Cook. He says, Apple, do not lecture us on human rights you with your sweatshops. Don't walk up here and say, thank you, people. Thank you, my God, and everything. Just shut up and take your award wow. and sit down. And that one I thought was, wow, that was like right for the I heart. I just thought of something. You, what? He's on the troll list, but like a professional troll. Oh, you know, not I li- he's like there. a likable I would, troll. By the way, somebody said yesterday, he says, you guys forgot to talk about 50 Cent as a troll. He's a troll yeah. as well. Likeable. 50 there's Cent likable a, trolls and there's unlikable yeah, trolls. Yeah, 50 Cent is a troll. And yesterday, Jake Paul. after the conversation we had, we talked about Jake Paul and Takashi. Yeah. There's feud between the two trolls guys. Trolls find trolls. Oh. So two trolls they're, under they're a trolling bridge. each other. Isn't Time 20%, to pay the troll isn't toll, 20% Nancy. of all rap lyrics trolling in some way? Tom, question for you. Why do Shit you like Takashi's music so much? 
Yeah, why is What that? is it? Like, I, every time I'm in a car with you, you're listening to it. Is what it is lyrics? about his music? Is it the beat? What is, is it? Is it family friendly? Is it stuff you listen to, you leave in the church? Why do you like Takashi's music so much? I, what I love about it is the melodic themes wrapped around the Texas blues, and it just works. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so a lot's happened the last 48 hours. Yes? That's true. A lot has happened the last 48 hours. Too much been happened. Uh, I got a haircut. You know, uh, Adam oh, got a haircut, well, right? Yeah. Well, I we paid a, some different prices from what I understand. We paid some Here we go. Prices. Here we go. I need so a haircut. So I go to get a haircut from this guy. Love this guy. Yeah. Great guy. Make, I, I had Rapatoni make a video to send to him for me to go to get a haircut. And the time comes to pay, $72.10. I'm like, 72 bucks for a haircut. Not tip. What was it? It's ten seventy-two. It's uh, seventy bucks plus three dollars for the fee. So three times seventy is two dollars and ten cents. So seventy dollars. Carry, carry the two. And ten cents. I'm like, okay, fine. I yeah. can respect the two dollars. Seventy-two dollars for a haircut. And ten cents for the haircut. All yeah. right. By the way, here's here's the first thing I thought about when I left. I and we talked about it after. It says, why do you have that reaction to it? I said, look, I've never paid seventy-two dollars and ten cents for a haircut, and I've had a lot of great haircuts. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you determine your pricing. He says, well, you had an appointment with me. And by the way, this guy's a diehard Valentino, great guy. Sweetheart of a guy, you know, we had the other day, we went and met him, nice guy. And he did okay. a great job. Michael sent me a video, I sent it to him. I said, 7210, not including tip? He says, yes, because it's appointment only. I said, so how? So let me look at the haircut. Everybody else was $30, $35, kids 25 Oh, bucks. so there's pricing on the wall. Pricing's on the wall, but okay. not the $72.10 pricing. Let's hear so this. So I go all the way down, and on the bottom it says, if you have an appointment, it's $5 on top of whatever it is. Okay, so, so if now it's 30 you're bucks, 39, 35 right. bucks. Okay. Appointments, no problem. He said celebrity haircut, hairstylist nowadays is $72.10. By the way, you know what is crazy? Yeah. He is a celebrity in the barber community. No joke. Huh. He's got who, massive following. When he says in, celebrity haircuts, that means because you're a celebrity? No, no, no. For yeah. him, the, 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 the hairstylists and barbers nowadays who gotcha. have a following, wow. they get these $1,000 scissors. They get this equipment. You know what's the first thing I thought about? Here's huh. the first thing I thought about. Every time I go to get a haircut, I always ask myself, why do barbers do it? Because think about the math. 35 bucks. Let's just say you work at a place, 35 bucks. The owner takes what part of 30, I 35 bucks? I think like bucks? 50%. No, something. Say the, I don't know. Say the owner takes. You got to pay a fee for a chair fee. Of course. Fee. That's the part. Yeah. Say the owner takes uh, uh, 20 bucks, okay? Say you take 15 bucks. You keep 15 bucks of it because you got to pay mm -hmm. the rent. Say you get another $10 tip. That's $25 an hour. 25 bucks. It takes an hour to give a haircut. Assuming you give eight in a day, that's how yeah. much money in a day? $200. $200 times yeah. 20 days in a month is what? Four grand a month. Four grand times uh, 12 is what? 40 grand a year. So the fact that he got 60 paid grand. 60, no, $48,000 a year, a good barber makes. Renting a, a chair. A good barber makes. Right. It's not a big money. It's not big money. I would think it's more than that. To do the math for me. I don't know. I just did, I, you just did the math. I don't need to duplicate it, but so, I, I thought it'd be more. So that's the point. Yeah. A barber at 35 bucks is only making 50 grand a year. So when he charged me 7210, I went in the car, and the first thing I said is, I'm actually happy prices are going up for barbers. No, I, hell no. I, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The fact that there is tears that people are willing to pay this kind of money for somebody that does high-quality hair. You do the math on the, math mm -hmm. on the 7210. Mm -hmm. How much does he keep on 7210? Take the tip, 15 additional bucks, because you do 20%. So it's thank you. Whoa, whoa. So it's 86 bucks. Okay? Shout out to Caroline. Shout out to Caroline. Is this cold? What is going on here? So say it's 86 bucks. Yeah. Out of the 86, he keeps 60. So he does eight haircuts in a day. That's what? 480. Times tw 20 in a month is what? 10 grand a month. Now the hairstylist is making what? Six figures. Good for him. So, but even at $72 haircut, a great barber only makes six figures per year. 
Okay. Think about that. They number. work when they want to work. I, They're not doing. I don't you know, know hard about labor. that. No. Here's what I want to find out. Yeah, I don't know about. There's that. There's a lot okay, of jobs here, in America. How, like much yeah. do, how much do you pay for a haircut? I pay about thirty-five bucks. Thirty-five bucks. Not, you're in Texas. Not complicated. I go. I go. Uh, the most I've ever paid 30, is thirty-five 30, bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most ever. Well, you're in Texas. Yeah. In L.A., I assume when you were living, you know, living your life in L.A. Same girl cut my hair for ten okay. years. I would love to hear from our audience. Ladies and gentlemen, how much for the guys? Obviously, because women. Are I actually want to know what is the yes. most you've ever paid for a haircut, and give us the city and the state. But I want to know just on average what yeah. they pay. What no? do you pay, Adam? What do you do? Who do you got? Well, he cuts himself. Yeah, he's, no, he's no. Save well, that money. He it's just usually, goes up and it's says, "Kai, cut my hair." It's usually he tells 30, Mario, "Mario, do this here. Watch this how-to video on YouTube." And then they, every time I true. see him in the kitchen together. Yeah, me and Mario. Well, they uh, usually it's about thirty-five bucks for a haircut. It's about seventy for celebrities. D-list celebrities are about twenty-five bucks, so I pay about twenty-five bucks. You're not a D-list celebrity. Yeah, is this a person you're going back to? In like this you've got office, a regular. You're an. I swear to God, folks, if you were here on a daily basis, Adam's probably the biggest celebrity in our office. <laughs> yes or no? Is he not the biggest celebrity in the office? I mean, you know, you Employees are taking pictures with Adam. Is this Adam. like a regular now? You have a regular. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Because I've heard. I've noticed over time they're slowly getting better. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm kind of a big deal, you know. Okay, uh, Armando Lapeda says 40 bucks, including beer. Can you tell us where, where, what city, what city and state? Yeah. Wilberto Rodriguez said 60 bucks. I want to know where, Did you though. say including beer? Sam. Beard, beard. Oh, okay. 72 oh. is too much. That's $40 for a haircut, a including a beer? Bucks, $30, <laughs> including tip. Uh, Hancho Cheese got 45 bucks. L.A., uh, 50 bucks. Brian Solaris is the highest one so far. This one guy says 15 Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> 15 Dogecoin, that's what? That's uh, Last about week. 750. Mobile. Okay, here we go. Adrian Brent Brannigan, $100 mobile barber in D.C. Fair okay. enough. That's, that's right. good to know the market price for mobile because you're driving, say you're taking out time. So it's an armored car if it's 12 DC. bucks Miami. Adrian said 100 bucks. 70 bucks Oakland. 75 uh, in Nashville. 40 75 bucks in Burbank. 85 bucks in Connecticut. That makes oh, sense. Greenwich. What about I my boy that. Roland? I like his vibe. He goes, my mom gives me a Wait a minute, wait a minute. 85 in Connecticut? Angel Cortez, 85 in Connecticut. We have a yeah. friend in Greenwich that we need to give his name to. <laughs> $50 Miami. <laughs> And it's mobile. He'll come to you. Greg, I'm begging you. Go to this guy that's 100 bucks, 85 bucks in Connecticut. Adrian Bennigan, 100 bucks. So you know what? Listen, there's some people that are 50, 95 bucks in Melbourne, Australia. And if you want him to fly out to you, it's $3,000 for that haircut from Australia. What else we got? So listen. The but Qantas average, has got summer deals. Yeah. 25 bucks, 35 bucks, you know, uh, $50 at home appointment in Santa Barbara. Daniel Castillo, family cuts it. So you're looking at 50 bucks, 60 bucks. You know, you don't see a lot of 70. But I did the math yesterday, and here's what happened when we left. He says, Pat. Yeah, it's aggressive. I'm sitting there. He says, Pat, give us, give us some ideas here. Give us some wisdom. We got a big vision. Here's what I told him while we were with him yesterday, okay? And by the way, today we're going to finish the podcast at 10.30. So if you're with us, hit the thumbs up button. So we get to go rapid it, subscribe. We've got to get uh, time on a flight, then we'll be out of here. We've got appointments to run as well. Here's what, I, what he asked me at the end. He says, Pat, yeah. give me some feedback. What do you think I should do? I said, okay. I said, do you want to be known as a great barber or do you want to be a no known as a great businessman? Ooh. What do you want to be known as? That's a great question. Yeah, so he says, I want to- Skill at your profession yeah. or run a business. Yeah, because he says, I want, to, I want to be known as a great businessman. I said, then you got to change your lens. He says, what do you mean? I said, so let me do something for you. Hmm. So I step out. I said, I want you to think I'm a celebrity barber, okay? And I'm in Boca. I'm a celebrity barber in Miami. I'm a high premium like you. I'm in Boca. I'm checking out my competition. I decide to come and get a haircut from you. I walk into your barber shop. Everybody knows, so they're sitting there. They're listening. I say, yes. So I open the door, I walk in. 
I said, if I'm a celebrity barber and I sit here, at what, from which lens am I looking the entire store here? He says, what do you mean? I said, if I'm a celebrity barber, I'm probably checking out your scissors. I said, I'm probably looking at your $250 scissors. He says, Pat, that's a $1,000 scissors. I said, great. I said, if I'm a celebrity barber, I'm watching how you do the fade. I'm watching how you talk to clients. I'm watching your style. I'm watching what products you use. I'm watching the kind of stuff that you have there. Do you do massage at the end? Do you have a washing at the end? Do you have beers? What I'm, but I'm watching the way you cut your hair if I'm a celebrity barber because I'm watching your abilities, right? He says, yes. I said, let me go outside and come back in. So I go outside, I come back in. I said, I want you to know the next person that's walking in is a businessman, okay? That everything he looks at is through the lens of a businessman. Fair, he says fair. So I walk out, I come back in, I sit. He says, while I'm sitting here, here's all I'm thinking about. Why are those three chairs open? He's losing money right there. That guy just did a haircut. I've been waiting here for 30 minutes, took him to get a haircut. What's the price? $30. He gives him 20 bucks. He keeps sending uh, 15 bucks here. It took him this long to do a haircut. Math I'm doing, how many haircuts in an hour? Traffic cost, electricity, how much money did he spend, how much do those chairs cost, each chair, how much is he spending, how much does he make? I'm doing the math, right? He said, yes. I says, you don't have the lens of a businessman. Your lens right now is the lens of a barber. If you want to scale your business, you got to change the lens and start looking at your business to scale, not looking at your business as I'm selling $72 haircuts. Because a $72 haircut, you're making 100 grand a year. So if you got three, four, four other barbers, you're making two you know, a grand a month off of these guys. You're really making what? 160, 170 a year. That's not a million dollar business. That's a 160 net business. So the biggest challenge for some folks out there who are either the celebrity professional realtor or the celebrity professional loan officer or the celebrity professional whatever in any community, chiropractor, do yep. you want to be that or do you want to be the one that has 40 chiropractor offices, 20 real estate offices, mm -hmm. 30 mortgage offices? It's a com in order to do the other part, you got to change your lens. Simple as that. Great guy. Um, I gave him a book. He says, what do I need to do to get you back here? I said, I need you to read this book. You read it. The moment you finish it, tell me you finished the book. Write a paper on it. I'll come back to get a second haircut. He boarded wow. a book last night, so i got to go back and get a haircut. I think it's book. amazing that, number one, you walk into the – you're just there to get a haircut. Mm -hmm. So what I'm seeing here is you're identifying all the leaks and missed opportunities in his business. Mm -hmm. So we, we saw you just do this for those 100 lucky few that were there at the SLS meeting, and now we're, we just launched – the fact that we're doing the the vault uh, that's going to be, what, September 1st? Yep. Um, these are the types of situations where you go into a barbershop and rather than, oh, I'm going to get my hair cut, boom, now you're identifying leaks. Boom, here's, you know, you got chairs open. Here's a book I need you to read. You just totally change this guy's you, life. But you know what's crazy? Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. If you look at Tom, okay, if you look at uh, Greg, if you look at you, if you look at me, Sam, everybody in this room here, right, the 21-year-old Pat, when he mm -hmm. walked into the mall, what lens did he have on? What do you think he was looking for? Just looking to buy some I shit. I want to look no. cool. I'm just about? hanging out. The 21-year-old Pat, when he walked into the mall? You, you, weren't, you weren't buying anything? The 21-year-old Pat walking into the mall is only looking for tight jeans, nice legs, nice... That's so you're looking for chicks. That's My only oh, okay. lens was gotcha, that. Gotcha. So it was all the right. lens, right? See, I gave you a little more credit than no, that. But no, all right. no, no. <laughs> you, you think too highly of me at the 21-year-old. The 21-year-old, I didn't have a lot of priorities. So, there you go. So then you look at another person that goes in. So everything about everything we do, okay? Mm -hmm. A mother walks in to a place, okay? And they look at the living room. A father walks into the living room and says, oh, my God, look at the view. Look how sick this is. Look at the hotel. Look how sick the window is. A mother walks in and says, oh, look at the edges of that table. If the kid hits his head, we got it. That's the part. If we can change the lens mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. lens changes. By the way, half the battle with what we got in America today is we got some screwed up people with lenses. Correct. If we change the lens, we'd actually get along and have 
good discourse and good discussions mm -hmm. and debates together. We have the wrong lenses on. Tom. You know what's really interesting about this? And you know, Pat, you and I were in LA, and there was a really amazing haircutter. He was a celebrity guy. I think his name was Jose Ebert. You may someone be able to look look it up. No, nothing. I'm just waiting on my tea over here. Oh, okay, go ahead. Waiting on your tea. I, I thought so he's a had, celebrity. Yeah, I don't know. If he doesn't get what he wants. If I don't he get has my it, tea, I don't, we're going to no, cancel the whole show. I thought Sam. we just we just had the What's secret tea delivery. Go ahead, Jose Ebert. Yeah, 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 but Jose Ebert, Ebert. I think it was his name. Yeah. Uh, but he was uh, he used to wear like a white cowboy hat, and he had this huge brand. And what he did was he realized that having all these celebrity clients wasn't the path to, to making money. And my understanding was he used himself as the branded magnet and he hired really good stylists. And so he turned it into a business where he always had his chairs full and he brought great people in that want to be associated with him. And he was doing high end celebrity and then a lot of wealthy people in Beverly Hills. And I always had a lot of respect for that. I said, wow, he's kind of figured this out that he can only do so many haircuts, but he's the magnet. You know what I'm saying? He's the magnet. And so you look so at that. So you use your personality to draw into traffic. That's a business model some guys are No, using. that's exactly yeah. right. And this guy, I don't know, somebody can look it up, but he was very successful in L.A. and he was very well known. People would go from the Valley, from Chatsworth. How down do you to, spell his last name? It was, I can say it, and I'm oh, okay. probably so butchering it, but it was Jose Hebert, like H-E-B-E-R-T or something <laughs> like that. But he had a cowboy hat. He had long hair. Cool. He Sounds was, good. He was very slick. Right. So but if you're in L.A., go yeah. check out Jose Barrett. He may be retired himself. by now, but, um, you know. Was that like 40 years ago, 30 years ago? Uh, no, it's back when I was in high school, 72 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> years ago. Okay. So Bitcoin had a rough Ooh, week. Is yeah. that fair to say? I think That's... we get right into Bitcoin to see what happened with Bitcoin. Last seven days have not been the best seven days for Bitcoin. A lot of things been going on with them. The cryptocurrency market suffered a sharp sell-off on Wednesday. Its value has now tumbled by 47% in the last 10 days. The market cap for global digital currencies came in at $1.35 trillion on Wednesday, down from a peak of $2.56 trillion on May 12th. The most recent plunge was triggered by the People of Bank of China announcement that digital tokens can't be used as a form of payment by financial institutions. Bitcoin at one point fell as much as 31% to $30,000, while Ethereum slipped by 44%. To $1,900, Bitcoin still hasn't recovered from Elon Musk's climate-related concerns over its mining process, which sends shockwaves across the digital asset ecosystem. However, having said that, having said that, today, today, I think Bitcoin, Bitcoin is back up what? Bitcoin is back 20%. up uh, 21%. Ethereum's back up. So they're making some kind of a progress. Isn't Ethereum almost at an all-time high? Wasn't their all-time high? It was at an all-time high. 2,800, and they're like, what, 2,650 or something this morning? No, nah, I don't know where they're at right now. But all I know is it dropped uh, to a uh, all-time, uh, uh, the last seven days, it dropped to 1918. And I think at the peak, it was 3,300. I think 3,300 really? was the number. The audience, so what, what, the what comments are coming up and What are your thoughts about what's going on? I think distribution is at play here. Any, If you have distribution, you've got places to sell. And what China just said... Sorry, we're closing the market, so no consumers. Um, so therefore, they lose distribution. And you know, when you have outlets, you have everything. When remember in the beginning, when Dish Network and Tesla and people said we're going to take Bitcoin. Now you've got distribution. You've got, you know, this is why Diners Club. What's Diners Club? It's a dead credit card, right? American Express. You know, the sticker on the window, American Express accepted here, MasterCard, Visa. That was the war in credit cards going through the 80s, and distribution was everything. And what's happening right now, crypto is going down because if there's not outlets that will accept it, the value, the, the relative value is going to go down in terms of, you know, yeah, spendability. And so I think China 
And um, oh, also um, Tesla said, hang on a second. We're not going to take uh, Bitcoin for a while. Maybe it's power reasons. But I think there's a lot of distribution. If it's available and trading and it's it, it's in your PayPal, it's in your Coinbase, and you can use it anywhere, it's got more value. And I think what they have this week is a social thing on the mining and the electricity, but also on distribution. China saying, made in China, don't use a Bitcoin. Adam, what do you think? Mm. Well, I agree with Tom. There's uh, two major stories uh, that moved the markets this week. Number one was China, for sure. Everything you just said about basically their uh, not being able to uh, make payments. And then number two, obviously, we've touched on this with Elon Musk. Everything that he did since this SNL appearance, everything that he did to basically dismantle the belief in Dogecoin, everything. So, But I think this is good. I think this is good to have a shakeup in the market like this because there's basically two types of people. There's the hodlers that have been holding Bitcoin since 2012, 2015, 2017. Whenever they got in, they've been holding. And then there's the speculators who have been just kind of, you know, along for the ride. And if you've got in basically this year, because think about it, and you've touched on this the last time we spoke, how many people got a stimulus check and pumped it right into the markets or Bitcoin or A lot whatever. of young people, according a lot to of young surveys, people. right? So when all you know is up and nothing, ha- you know, you bought in at 15 or 20 and you got it to 60, and you put in 10 grand and now you got 50 grand, whatever the number is. Um, you think this is a magical Bitcoin ride, like a Aladdin magic carpet ride. But the reality is markets go up, markets go down, assets go up, assets go down. So it's basically a lesson of how much you can stomach. So I did an episode on the uh, episode on Bitcoin when it reached the trillion dollar market cap yeah. um, <clears throat> about basically what the big boys are doing, you know, FTM, follow the money. What are the big boys doing? Tesla at the time and other companies in that realm were putting three to 8% of their cash reserves into crypto. Okay, cool. So use that as an example is set for yourself. As a marker. As a marker. All right. Point. So the big boys are you using got a million 5%. bucks to put 30 to 80 grand. Cool, whatever. But that I did, I did interview a bunch of people at a crypto conference. I'm 99% crypto. I'm all in on crypto. Yeah. I don't use cash anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you can stomach a 40% drop, a 30% drop, a 20% drop in a week. So it's a base, basically... If you're 22, if, what's, what's, what is a 22-year-old worried about? If you're 25, yeah. If you're 45 yeah. with kids, with a family, and you're 99% crypto, it's a gamble. Right. And it's a pretty big gamble. Well, you know this. Everything, when it comes to investments, comes down to asset allocation. It By used the way, to somebody be- just said Ethereum was at 40. I want to be very accurate here, folks. Mm-hmm. We said 3,300. Tom threw me off. The highest Ethereum's been is, let me look, it says 4,300. So continue, you were saying. No, basically, you know, you, you worked, uh, uh, what was your first job when 9-11? You were with? Um, Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Okay, gotcha. So you started off in the investment 4165, world. all-time high. They teach you about asset allocation and a diversified portfolio and the 80-20, you know, balanced portfolio, 80% stocks, 20% bonds, whatever it is. And then there's the... The three fund portfolio where you've got, you know, your S&P and then you get your yep. international yep. and then you've got your bonds, what have you. In my opinion, crypto does need to be a part of your portfolio at this point. And it's just about how much you can stomach. So for me, 5% is my number, right? Cool. I'll put in this. I'll put in that. But for the most part, I'm all in on the S&P and, and, and what have you. So you just got to ask yourself. How much are you willing to stomach with this crypto ride? Because it was at sixty grand, now it's at thirty grand. And this is all within a month or two. Um, but I think one thing for, for sure that you you said this the other day is blockchain here to stay. Yes, yeah, it's not going away. Is Bitcoin here to stay? 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Is our NFTs here to stay? Yes. It's just establishing, you know, the market value of these things. Yeah, right? the price point. The, 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 the real argument that is made sometimes, is it an investment if it's a currency? Is it something that you put in and you say, hey, this is a form of an investment or a currency? It's a different mm -hmm. topic there, right? If a currency is being treated like a stock, it's kind of weird if a currency is being treated like a stock that, hey, I'm going to invest into. You don't say, I'm going to invest into. I understand there is a, a, a foreign forex currency, folks. I that. get forex. Yeah. People are big. You got to do. But forex guys don't make you know, 350% in the last 12 months, you don't hear a number like that, right? If you do, mm -hmm. it's typically you're, you're a little bit of lucky and some stuff you got going on. That's the only challenge you see with this. By the way, uh, the other day, uh, uh, Edward Stone, I don't know if you saw what he said. He said the, the, best, the best thing they could do for Bitcoin is to keep it private, not keep it public. Yeah. So that's, that's what it was built for. It wasn't built to be public. It was built to be private. And to him, he says, I'm a holder. Yeah. I have crypto. I'm in with this. I'm part of the group but I don't like the fact that it's public. I want it to be private. Why is he saying that? Actually go to why he's saying that. Maybe long-term he's worried about regulation. Mm -hmm. Maybe long-term he's sitting there saying, man, the more, yeah, yeah, you're sitting there saying, dude, this was created not for me to be a billionaire. This was created for me to be private, for me to keep my life private. Now everything is public. Everybody can find it. I don't want it to be public. I want it to be private. So there's, mm -hmm. there's, and, and when an Edward Snowden says something like that, I mean, the guy's got people access. Pay attention. People, people kind of pay attention yeah. to it. So, my biggest concern has been the same. It's not changed. You're just seeing how volatile it is. And quite frankly, for those guys that are you know, going long on it, if you dollar cost average at 30000 goes back to Go, 64, yeah. you just double. If you believe in dollar cost exactly. averaging. If you don't, you're part of another community that's anti-Bitcoin. You're sitting there saying, I told you so. I told you right. so. We're going to find out what's going to happen. Everyone has, this. at this point, for the last quarter, everyone can say, I told you so. If you're on the... I love but, Bitcoin. But to be honest with you, more that I told you so is for the people that are in the crypto community. I totally agree. Yeah, and I'm totally and agree. I'm not part of that community. Yeah. I'm not part of that community. I'm, the, I'm right in the middle. I have very little in it, right? But I'm right in the middle. Yeah. But I respect their opinion and how they, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, are true believers in what they're doing. So we're going to see no, what's going to happen with that. Totally them. agree, Pat. For the last six months, the crypto guys could have sit back and be like, ha, 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 I told you so. But for the last week or two... The people, you know, the Peter Schiffs of the world who are like, no way, this is crazy, this is too volatile, this is uh, speculative, speculative. Yep. they can kind of say I told you so. Um, Quick shout out to Eddie89, just gave 50 bucks. He sent me a message saying, man, I want to give you, I want you to wish a happy birthday to my friend George from Australia for okay, Sunday George. from Ramin Edgar and Sergon. Hey, at PBD, my man, happy birthday to you. George, I wish you nothing but the very best. Anyway, so let's talk about some UFOs. You okay with that? Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about some UFOs oh because it's, it's been uh, – Tom was begging. He says, Pat, we have to talk about UFOs. Thank you. And uh, so let's get right into it. So here we go. UFOs, as in us and explanation. UFOs, us and explanation. UFO, us, us yeah, and explanation. explanation. This, this I see is what they did there. Tom Twister right there. there. And you know who did that? That's Tom Zenner did that. Oh. Senator Marco Rubio told 60 minutes. Senator oh. Marco Rubio told 60 minutes the UFO is real and 10, the Pentagon needs to investigate. This is a VT Post story. Sunday night, Florida Senator Marco Rubio went on 60 minutes and said there have been enough credible sightings lately to warrant some explanations and a full-fledged investigation by Congress. Rubio is the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, so not only is he privy to classified info what's going on he is also in a position to help do something to try to figure out what these space vessels are going are doing here the, the point rubio made on 60 minutes was tases flying objects are a serious 
risk to national security. Rubio demanded that the Pentagon prepare a report on what they know about the UFOs and report should be available within a month. Anyways, did you guys see the video the other day? Like a bunch of videos coming yeah. out and pilots saying, look, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not somebody that mm -hmm. wants to go on television. But I tell you, we've, some weird, we've seen some weird things out there. Where are you at with UFOs, Tom? You and I have never had this conversation before. When you got blasted important. up to space and the aliens uh, did the probe to you, what were your first thoughts? No, the... <laughs> By the way, startled. speaking of UFOs, I got to get a no, shout, shout out to, to Caroline. This tea is out of this world. Really? Thank you. There you go. I appreciate that. Respect. Hey, that's Caroline. very nice. UFOs and yeah. out of this world. Very good. So you see what your... I did there? All right. Tell I, us about I, the probe. I, go ahead. So what you did? The um, no, no, no. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> this like reminds me of a. South... Tom, we're joking. We're messing. It's like go a ahead. UFO. South Park episode where Cartman yeah. ended up with a satellite disc coming out of his butt. Remember that? I think something bad happened up there to me. Um. All right, Tom. But so here's here's what I think. There are too many videos out there Good. that are um, really credible. Uh, the Navy guys in uh, San Diego, and you've got the pilots. You have the recording of the pilots talking, and there was something going on down there. They talked about the tic tac that it was a tic tac shape, and, and it just disappeared, went underwater. Yeah, or something. Yeah, and, and they 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 saw actually saw a surface disturbance. You know, so I, I you know, I don't know. The, the, Tom, do I, you believe in UFOs or no? That's the question. Everybody wants to know this. Does the biz doc believe in UFOs? Is he going to do a case study on UFOs? I don't think I believe in like these elaborate civilizations that are living under the crust of the earth. No. Um, or living in underwater. But I believe that there's something out there that's moving, moving pretty quickly, and there's some mm -hmm. sort of phenomena. And is it defense phenomena? And one part of the defense you know, isn't talking to the other part of the defense department about what they're doing? I don't know. I think it's... Um, I think it's a little creepy, and, you know, I can't explain what I've seen. And you've got so many videos that it's not guys at home using, you know, um, Final Cut Pro to make something really kind of weird and interesting. You know, I mean, they're showing it on Today, on History Channel, on Fox, on CNN, on MSNBC, that yeah. this, this, this thing goes up, boom, goes underwater, boom, 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 just moving really quick. So, so yeah, I believe some are, that. Some, they, they interviewed a guy who was with the CIA. He says, we're not saying it is a UFO. We're not saying we're not it is a— We're not against rap. Yeah, we're not, we're not saying <laughs> we're not it is. We're not against UFOs. All we're saying is we, it may even be something used by our enemies. It could be Russia. It could be China. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it is. All I'm asking you, Tom, you, specifically you, this is on the record. Your kids are watching right now. Yes. Brooke and Bailey are in school. They're ditching Brooke school girl. just to watch you on the podcast here right now. That would happen. That would happen. So do you believe somewhere out there there's UFOs? I believe there are UFOs, but I'm not. I don't believe in some other civilization someplace. You don't. So you no. don't believe there's a there's a there's an exactly duplicate of Earth somewhere else out there in the space. Well, if there is, I want to go find the me that's out there and ask him if he's in trouble with his wife too. So. It's a... <laughs> wow. How about you? Would you, you no, me? I'm not. No, no on civilizations, but yes, that there's phenomena and these things that are flying. Here's there's something real. Here's what I trust in. Okay. Here's what I trust in. Mm -hmm. Here's what I trust in. Okay. I trust in math, and what I mean by math is the fact that if math tells us how much stuff is out there that we haven't yet done research on, math is probably leaning towards the fact that there's probably civilization out there. There's probably aliens out there. Math. I'm a math guy. Math is leaning towards there's got to be something out there. What that is, I have no idea, but there's definitely got to be something out there if you think about math.
Mm-hmm. So you know how underwater, you ever seen a movie Megalodon? I don't know if you ever seen the movie Megalodon. Yeah, with the ridiculous shark. So what's more real? You believe more a Megalodon exists or UFOs exist, Tom? Megalodons or UFOs? Folks, Megalodon. if you're listening to this. What, Megalodon. Today, though. Today. Not, Me- not years ago. No, Megalodon. I think today. It, do we yeah. have a Megalodon today? Yes. Or do we have UFOs today? No, I'm I don't think so. I don't think shark. there's a Loch Ness Monster. I don't think there's a Megalodon. You don't there's... believe there's a Megalodon? No, not down there. You today. believe there's <laughs> More than an uh, alien, yes. <laughs> do you believe there's a Megalodon? Megalodon, you believe there's a Megalodon? Sam doesn't Kai. Is there a Megalodon? I well, would in Norway. Say there's some sort of creatures like that. I don't know if specifically if like a Megalodon. I'm talking Megalodon, like a gigantic, bigger than one of these whale sharks that could eat a whale shark if it wanted to. Yeah. It's massive. 60 feet, 100 feet. Shark, I think that's more up. likely than aliens coming at, from. At the depths no, of the oceans, I, so. I wouldn't underestimate it. So you think there's more likely? What are you going with? You think there's more? You're a math guy, so what's the math on this? Well, I, it's a lot easier to go a few miles underwater yeah. than it is to go millions of miles in space. Okay. Which means if we have a few thousand miles to go underwater, whatever couple, you know, uh, uh, how deep is the deepest part of the ocean? Do the, we Mari- the Marianas Trench is the deepest part of the ocean. How, how deep is that? I thought it was like the inverse of Everest. Kai looked this up. I thought it was like 35,000 feet, the exact inverse of Everest. So it's by the way, it's pitch black down there. Sure it is. The there, fish even got like Kai, help me light out there. bulbs coming off their head. The deepest. Marianas Trench. Deeper than the abyss. How deep is it? 2,500 kilometers in length. 69. Yeah, there it is. 200. Minus 36. Uh, yeah, I thought That's it was That's pretty like, damn deep. Yeah, and how big is. 11,000 meters deep. Yeah, 36,000 feet. What what Tom? What is that in in miles? Well, mile is fifty two eighty, so it's almost it's closing in on seven miles. Seven miles deep. Hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. Just, just think about it. Okay, now go and see how deep is the space. Like how far can the space go? <laughs> you know infinity. what? The what do you infinity. Mean? Yeah, That's exactly. the point. So so if the space. How far is the atmosphere or the? Um... How much does how much ocean has been discovered? Okay. Leaves Do you hear that? Unexplored. Yeah, okay. approximately five percent of the ocean has been discovered. Okay, that's Ninety-five percent of the ocean. Is okay, I get it, but that's what, ridiculous. Okay, now go look at do the same thing with space. Ninety-nine point nine nine nine. That's the point. Okay, so if I'm so a you're math basically guy, saying you believe in aliens versus the megalodon. No, what I'm trying to, to say is it's a lot easier to find out if we have a megalodon because you're dealing with whatever mm-hmm. few miles versus it's mathematically very. Can you pull it up, Kai, or no? Well, it's mathematically extremely challenging to find out what is in space that's infinity how, how do you find that infinity you can't so i'm gonna say i'm gonna lean towards only we've only explored roughly five percent of the ocean yeah and then uh, we've explored an, an infinitely smaller percentage of space so i'm gonna say there's more likely to be aliens than mm-hmm. a megalodon that's what i'm banking on. okay what are the odds in vegas by the way what are the odds in vegas is vegas saying megalodon well, i think you just did it right here you've got this do you know uh, you see you went, it? Yeah, okay. So to me, I think, uh, you know, I think there are some UFOs out there. I, I don't know what's going to happen I, with I it. I have some thoughts on this. Say it. With the Go UFOs. Ahead. Okay, so number one, why every time that they see... Okay, number one, I think it's important to, identi- uh, to establish that a UFO is an unidentified flying object. Just because it's a UFO doesn't mean it's an alien. It's just something that they don't know what it is. It's unidentified. Yeah. It yeah. could be a drone. It could be a plane. It could be a hot air balloon. It could be, you know... A megalodon that's flying. Who knows what's going on? It's a UFO. It's unidentified. Number two, why every time that there's, quote unquote, footage of this stuff, it looks like, you know, your nanny cam that's in your baby's bedroom that it, you can From barely 10 years see what, ago and it's exactly. real fuzzy. Why is it always something you can't, 
So there was one pilot who said, yeah, I went up there every day I saw something. Every day. This was a big 60-minute. Uh, uh, so you went up there every day. You saw a UFO. You didn't want to bring a dope camera with you. You didn't want to let anybody know. You just kind of kept this your little secret every day. No, I don't know. And then the last thing, how I know for a fact there's no aliens, there's no UFOs, because when you become president of the United States, they tell you all the secrets. Nah, give it up. And you know if they told Trump there's some aliens, that mother sucker is telling people, oh, I know there's <laughs> aliens. He can't keep a secret. First of all, so do you I don't really think, believe that? Yes. Do you? No, no, no. no. I really believe that he's going to just no, run his not, mouth. You know what? The other day mm. I, had, uh, I, had, uh, I had a Mike Baker on. Okay, Mike Baker is a former CIA agent. This interview is going to go live here soon. We had a good conversation together. You know what I asked him? I said, how long is a CIA agent a CIA agent? So, well, it depends. 20, For 30 life. years, 40 years? Sure. How long is a president a president? Four years, maybe mm -hmm. eight years. If you're FDR, maybe, you know, 16 years, 13 years, right? Not anymore, but, but not yes. Not anymore, but you know what I'm saying is four to eight years. But a CIA agent, 20, 30 years. I said, do you think when the president becomes a president, they tell him everything? Do, do you think the person that knows everything about everything that's ever happened in the history of America that's kept secret, say, you know, Area 51, uh, Area 51, you think they will tell the president everything? I don't believe that. I don't believe you're a person sitting here. You've been doing it for 32 years. You know stuff that 99.9999% of the world doesn't know. And you get a new guy who was an entrepreneur, a one-term senator, a guy that likes to rub people's back, okay, who becomes a president, a guy that is a smooth talker from Arkansas, a guy that's, you know, very... What's wrong been, with uh, Arkansas? Yeah, what's You're really, saying that they don't tell the president You all the think secrets. they're going to tell the president I, everything? I suppose that they're you, supposed to. Let me I ask you a question. What is the track record of any president that's been able to keep every secret to themselves? What's the track record of a president who's extremely ambitious, who's extremely competitive, to reveal an information to him that he's going to be able to keep it to himself. You don't think a president's going to sit there and say, let me tell you what I just found out today. Let me tell you something, dude. I was just in Area 51. Dude, I saw a three-headed UFO. It was <laughs> ridiculous. I took a picture. Like, check this out. I told the guy, take a picture. I'll take a picture with you. So he took a picture with the UFO. You're taking selfies with yeah, aliens? I don't think, I don't yeah. think presidents know everything. I'm telling you, I don't think presidents know everything. I don't know who the person, I asked the guy, I said, who is the person that knows everything? He says, I mm -hmm. don't know. There's got to be. I would say that's pretty true because I couldn't even keep everything from Hillary. Someone's <laughs> always telling her stuff. That's right. I was oh. in hot water all the time. Clinton. There you go. Clinton. I, that was actually pretty good Clinton. That's my guy. I'm that's a Clinton it. guy. That's right. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they told Trump everything. You think they told Trump everything? No, can you imagine uh, well, this? Well, if they did, that secret would be the there cat's out the bag. There is no way in the world they say everything. Okay. There is no way in the world. You think Trump would have used the information he knew to threaten them? Let's. Uh... Let, hey, look, you, you know, there's this has been going back since Kennedy and, you know, we'll stay away from conspiracies and stuff. But JFK said that he was very concerned about the clandestine side of the CIA because it was this inherently super secret part of the U.S. government that was set aside from Congress and it was set aside from the president. It was set aside from Senate. Senate declares war. Congress makes budget. President leads a nation with vision and, you know, certain legislative agendas with it. And so he was pointing out, here we are. This is the checks and balances, the bicameral system of government. And we have a Supreme Court to help keep us all honest when the big arguments break out. Meanwhile, over here in the other side of the Defense Department, you've got the clandestine CIA. And it was JFK that said this is bad. 
And so I, I'm with Pat. Not only do they not tell the president, they don't tell them anything. They don't tell themselves I, anything. Way, I don't think it's a good strategy to tell the president. <clears throat> I don't think so I, either. I, I don't think it's uh, – to me, you, you know – No, you I'm, know, ba- I'm backing you up and yeah. saying JFK was – When I talked to Jonah Mendez – He thought it was dangerous By the way, somebody ways. said Trump started Star Force. Let me give credit to the person that Space said Force. it. Space, Space Force. Force. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. I think I'd he, love to get our audience. No, this opinion. guy wrote Star Force. He said, okay. "Didn't Trump create Star Force?" Obviously, well, he's Space wrong. Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but I'd here's love to the get thing. Our, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, if you're if you're listening, I'm actually curious to know. Go ahead, Adam. I'm, I'm curious. No, to I want to see what our audience has yeah. to say. Do they believe in aliens or 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 not? Yeah. If you believe aliens exist, press thumbs up. If you think they don't exist. Press thumbs down. Like, let's just say, if you're part of the Megalodon community, put thumbs down. <laughs> if you're part of the UFO community, put yeah. thumbs up. But here's the question. I'm talking to Chief Disguise Officer Jonah Mendes, okay? And what Jonah Mendes did is she would make a mask looking like you and walking and sitting right next to President Bush. And President Bush would think Adam is in, and it looks identical to you. And there's even a picture of her doing A this. mask of who? A mask of anybody's face. Prosthetics. She did. She yeah. was a chief disguise officer of the CIA. That was her job. What Gangster. a job to have. Exactly. Wow. 28 years. Her and her husband, by the way. Okay? So Imagine anyways, the role yeah, play they had imagine. going on. <laughs> who, I, said, I said, do you guys even trust each other if you're married to each other? That's He's like, 32 years. You're 28 yeah. years. Mr. How do you trust each Smith. other? Yeah, exactly. That's what Can it was. Can you be wow. that uh, Paulina part of a cozer tonight? Can you be that so, girl? I so, so I asked the question. I asked the question. I said, so here's a question for you. He says, what's that? What, what's the qual- what's the, what are the great qualities of a CIA agent? If, greatest CIA agent ever. Mm-hmm. What are great qualities of a CIA agent? He said, she said, it's very simple. Very charming. Great salespeople. Wow. Incredible with people. They know how to get you to like them. You'll love them. They're extremely ambitious, but there's one thing they have that the rest of the world doesn't have. I said, what's that? When they discover what Osama bin Laden did and they saved the world, when they go get intel from Russia or China, Mm -hmm. and it was because of them that they saved the world, they don't need any recognition. They're not looking for glory. They don't need any recognition. Wow. Yeah. He says, Ideal that's what made a great CIA agent because they don't go and say, hey, babe, you won't even believe what I did tonight. So you know this guy named Osama? Let me t- By the way, we met an Osama the other day, two nights ago, three nights ago, if you yeah. remember that, right? So, yeah, you, you know you know this guy named Osama? Yeah. So I kind of stopped the whole thing tonight. No, you didn't. Like, imagine you made a girl at the bar. Yeah, well, so yeah. what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, I work at uh, this accounting firm. I'm one of the accountants there. How about yourself? What do you do? I kind of took out this guy named Osama. That's right. Yeah. Land a helicopter Can't in his that. backyard, Sail walk upstairs, yeah. aired him out. So you, what do you, you need do? to be I do charming. You need to be charismatic, a, a, a charismatic, a people like person. Like you. But you're not looking for the like attention. Like you, minus recognition. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a problem for you. Yeah, I mean, just tag me in a photo. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I got It's all I need. Tag me in a photo. So the point But that's is, very interesting. Yeah, so the point I'm trying to make to you is, what is a president's DNA? A president wants what? They want the recognition. recognition. They need votes recognition. <laughs> wow. Exactly. It's the opposite. So why would you tell the president uh, everything? You shouldn't. Okay. Right. I wanted to be a guy. You ever met these guys that you talk to and they don't say nothing, but they remember everything you say. They'll sit in a room and they'll just go, boom. You'll never catch them doing something like this. They never do this. They're just, they're just focused. They sit yeah, there. And they're, like, they're looking at everybody like this. They don't blink. What is the matter with this guy? Right, But they're a computer right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said that. No problem. Got it. What does this guy say? Okay, got it. Still some, two hours later, not one word has come out. They're the smartest person in the room, right? That mm-hmm. guy. Those people weird me out. That's the guy that needs to know everything. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that works for the CIA for 33 years that has no aspirations of being a Comey, no aspirations of being on TV, no aspirations of doing anything like that. 
That's the person. What motivates that type of person? No, it's a DNA. It's a wiring. It's not about motivation. It's just I, it right. is who I am. It's a wiring. You, you, mm -hmm. there, there's not, you, like, no one can make you be like that. Hmm. I can't make her be like that, him be like that, Tom be like that. You're mm -hmm. either like that or you're not like that. It's purely wow. your DNA part. So all this stuff you read about, what well, the president, the day you get you know, voted in, they tell you everything. No, they don't tell you. Okay, not stand corrected. Yeah, Trump I don't, I don't uh, know didn't, about that. Uh, didn't know this about This is aliens. not Disney's Book of Secrets. Yeah, they I don't go, know about that. They, so, they, they go to that little leather book up so there. But if you are the president, you're going to say, dude, just let me know right now. There's aliens or there's no aliens. I got to know. You're going to want to, you're going to ask that question. Sir, we can't tell you. I'm sorry. Didn't Obama say that? Didn't he? You got an Obama impersonation? No, Bush, Bush got an interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel asked Obama. But this uh, week, Bush, Obama said something about it, right? Didn't he? Said something about what? UFOs. He said something about Trump this week in a book. I don't know if you saw that. He said, uh, yeah, he said about down mother sucker. You, did you actually? Do we have he that cursed. as a story, he, Kai, he or no? He, boy, he dropped down into. Kai, do we have that as a story or no? Can you put that up? Obama, uh, Obama Trump book. Uh, uh, no, but Bush was being interviewed by Kimmel. And Kimmel asked him a question and says, so, so let me ask you a question. When you become a president, do they take you into Area 51 and tell you all the dark secrets, JFK, all that stuff, what happened? He says, yes. Are you willing to reveal any of it with us? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he did say that. He no said secrets. yes, and then he said no. Okay, so what was all that no secrets I, talk? But, but do you really think you're going to tell him everything? Mm -hmm. Do you really think they're going to tell the president? Do you think that's a good business strategy? Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Yeah. Well, Bush could just walk down the hall, talk to his dad back then when his dad was alive. Director well, CIA, yeah. Yeah, Let's for say, many years. It's like, hey, Dad, you know, did you really install chimpanzee as the president of Honduras? Yeah, but that was just for fun. That was just kind of a weird weekend thing with the CIA. You know, he's his dad's going to tell him everything. Go ahead. The old daddy approach. Go ahead. You were going to say Let's something. say you become president. PBD. Yeah. President PBD. Yeah. All right? Hypothetical. You're elected. You're yep. a two-term president. Yep. Beloved. You're telling me that you wouldn't go into Area 51, you wouldn't go into the CIA and say, I want to know about this. Tell me this. You wouldn't ask is what I'm saying. Oh, there, there's no way in the world I'm not asking. Okay. I've never, never told you I'm right. not asking, but I'm telling you. You're saying you, they might not tell you. I am telling you mm -hmm. it's not a good business model to tell. It, mm -hmm. The only people that ought to know, the only people that ought to know is not our kind of regimes. It's a regime like UK, Britain, that the same person is going to lead for 40 years, 30 mm -hmm. years. Not, not our model. With because, the high turnover, the attrition and, and rate. And here's, here's why not our model. You want a guy to know something who leaves. The next guy comes and trashes him for eight years, hurts his legacy, and that guy is going to go and use that against the right. other politicians inside to say, I swear to God, if he says anything, I'm going to disclose this information. Mm -hmm. ta -da -da. You don't think that kind of negotiations happens behind closed doors? No, you, there's certain things. It's too things, volatile. I'm a there's it's no way in the world. It's a good strategy to tell presidents everything. No, it's just correct. And, and remember, yeah. we, we all, the first week of any presidency is retaliation politics, right? What is every new president for the last four new presidents? And it's not a Republican or Democrat thing. We've had two Democrats, two Republicans, right? What do they do? They issue executive orders. And then we're all looking at CNN saying, how many executive orders did Biden issue versus Trump versus Obama versus Bush? Mm -hmm. And all these executive orders come out, which is basically undo this, undo that, undo this, redo this, prohibit this, enable this. And the executive orders are flying off the shelves. And so that the first move is to use the executive order to bypass legislative process on both sides. So you have retaliation politics and stuff. I'm with Pat. You don't tell those cats a lot of this stuff. Because it's an impulsive, attention-based world. Yeah, you know, you know, it's really interesting. Mm. Hollywood did a reasonable job with it. There's a great book out called Charlie Wilson's War about yep. about a, about the true story of. Wasn't an, it a movie? 
Yeah. I think Tom Hanks yeah. was in that. Yeah, and uh, Julie, great, Julie great, Roberts. It's a great story. Hollywood did it. It was, a, it was an entertaining Hollywood movie, and the, but the book re- clearly showed, and there was a lot of people that commented on the book that said, no, this is the way it happens. So watch the movie with some popcorn. Enjoy it, folks. But then go read the book, and you understand what the clandestine services group of our government is all about. And, you know, I thought it was very interesting that a lot of people weighed in and said, hey, this book was written by Charlie Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a bunch of things in here that are very accurate for the way that um, groups within your government have congressional hearings and do secret stuff. And so I, I don't want the new president to know everything. There's a lot of stuff that I yeah, think is— Yeah, it's a is, risk. You don't want that. You don't—by the way, 130 people, believe, 130 people press thumbs up versus 11. So your megalodon community, it's eleven. The UFO community, one thirty. So that many people believe in. You've the been alien watching uh, Meg too many times with Jason right. Statham. I think great, that you just take off one week and uh, go back I'm to your usual. I'm coming for you, Meg. Go back to your usual. Uh, so let's talk about the story. This whole thing with microwaves. Well, okay, can I say last thing? Yeah, go for it. That just shows how desensitized we are. Oh, breaking news! There's aliens. All right, cool. Like, did you check out my latest Instagram post though? Like, that's how desensitized we are to aliens. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, there's aliens. It's cool. They were de- here. What do you mean desensitized? Meaning, yeah, it, it's here. It's a part of it. I believe in aliens. They were here. There's UFOs. It's no big deal. All right, cool. What's up? Did you, what's on TV tonight? You see what happened in the Lakers game? Yeah, oh, aliens. Where, where you think it ought to be on everybody's mind? If there's mind. aliens, this is, a, this is a sort of a bigger deal than what happened in the Lakers game last night, in my opinion. What a direct call out. You freaking guys. So yeah, you're I went telling there. me it's more there. important than a Lakers highlight yeah, game last night? Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> the basketball community is very disappointed in you right now. Anyways, going back to so if you, it sounds like you're a little bit worried right now. I'm getting a I'm feeling just, uh, that you're a little bit concerned about the aliens. About yeah, the like maybe life is going to be safe or not for you. Is there is there just, yeah, yeah. element just of concern? How desensitized we okay, are. Okay, so you're talking about more desensitized. It's going to be all right, Adam. We're going to figure this thing out. I think you're going to be okay. I yeah. Mean, okay. I let's pull the up the story. Let's pull up the story. <laughs> so this story of Guardian, U.S. officials confirms 130 incidents of mysterious Havana syndrome brain. If we can flip it so people can see the article as well. So if you want to go a little higher, U.S. diplomats, spies, and defense officials have reported serious symptoms and some within the past few weeks. There are more than 330 incidents of unexplained brain injury known as Havana Syndrome among U.S. diplomats, spies, Mm. and defense officials. Some of them within the past few weeks, it has been reported. The New York Times said three CIA officers had had reported serious symptoms since December following overseas assignments requiring outpatient treatment at the Walter Reed uh, Military Hospital in Washington. One episode was within the last two weeks. The reported number of cases is about 70 more than have previously been acknowledged. Mark Zed, who represents some former uh, official afflicted by Havana Syndrome, said he had been con- contracted by more people who believed they had been affected by. The numbers are definitely increasing. He said the U.S. officials confirmed that there are continue to be fresh cases under review that have cautioned that the publicity given to previous Havana Syndrome cases. Okay, so go a little lower to see what else is down there. And anything down there, down there so go, go a little lower. The evidence for microwave effects of the type of categorized as Havana Syndrome is exceedingly weak. Roll for roll to foreign policy. No proponent of the idea has outlined how the weapon would actually work. No evidence has been offered that a such a weapon has been developed by any nation. Extraordinary claims required extraordinary evidence, and no evidence has been offered to support the existence of this mysterious weapon, okay? Interesting. You think these weapons are being used, Tom? So there's two things in this article here. One is you've got a bunch of very professional people being examined at Walter Reed by some very good doctors that say something definitely happened to me. The second half of this article is the evidence for a microwave weapon is not there. 
So, okay, so maybe it's not a microwave weapon. But the point is there's something going on that is a different form of of device or technology, or maybe it's just, you know, the, um, remember the... Uh, Can I pull up the Fox News story? You had a couple guys in Russia um, that died when, you know, KGB operatives just sprayed them with, uh, you know, polonium, plutonium that's um, atomized and gave them radiation sickness and killed them over time. So these folks are talking about Havana syndrome. I think there's people there that are really sick. I think it's not a coincidence that it happened at a government building. Is it a microwave weapon? I don't know. But these people got really, really sick. And I think there's advancing technologies out there in the spy community to kind of neutralize each other. Why is it called the Havana syndrome? Because it was at the the U.S. Um, was it the embassy outpost or the intelligence building in, in Cuba? There? In Cuba, Havana's in Cuba, which is south I've of been. Key West. I've been there, right? Which is you ever been? South of I've never. No, I've not been to okay. Havana. Right. Stand corrected, sir. <laughs> How far Rep- is uh, Key West from? Ninety miles. There you go. See? Welcome to Florida. Exactly. Republican <laughs> took the picture. Republican and Democratic lawmakers are demanding answers about who is responsible for a growing consensus of experts believed are target attacks on U.S. diplomats. Kai, can you pay attention to pull that up, please? Uh, and national security officials using pulse microwave energy that many now believe was used as a weapon to harm American citizens. In December 2017, I made, uh, which now is kind of the fateful trip to Moscow, explained Mark, uh, a 26-year-old veteran of the CIA who was forced to retire as a CIA's official for clandestine operations in Europe after suffering a mysterious traumatic brain injury and debilitating side effects following a trip to Moscow in 2017. Go a little lower to see what else he says. Keep going, keep going. I woke up in the middle of the night with an incredible uh, uh, case of vertigo of uh, 10, 10, what is that? How do you pronounce that, Tom? Tinnitus. Tinnitus. ringing in the ears. Which is ringing in the ears. I was falling over. I was nauseated. There was no mistake that something really, really terrifying happened that night in Moscow. I had been in Afghanistan. I spent some time in uh, Iraq. The, this was the most terrifying experience of my life. Okay, And then go up, see if he says anything else as you go lower. The sea evidence was a Marriott New York Hotel Embassy when he was attacked. This case of some of the symptoms described by 40 diplomats in Havana serving at the U.S. Embassy and dozens of U.S. diplomats serving in China who in 2016 began experiencing uh, ex- extreme vertical nausea, sometimes followed by a loud piercing sound that experts now believe was the result of directed radio frequency energy in the form of microwave. Huh. And by the way, this is not a Republican thing or a Democratic thing. Both CNN and Fox were talking about it, and both mm-hmm. Democrats and Republicans are saying, can we look into this? I think uh, there's three main points here just to, to, to break this down. Number one, is Russia shady? Yes. Number two, does Russia do things to poison people and do Havana-like syndrome episodes? Yes. Number three, remember the, I remember in the 80s, my mom would say, don't stand in front of the microwave. Boom, that's the final thing. Maybe you shouldn't stand in front of the microwave. I don't know how this is happening, but you put your cup of coffee in there, you keep it moving, you show, you know, like for instance, our and friend, they're all mounted friend, above your oven, conveniently Caroline, close to your head. Our friend Caroline just warmed up this tea. I don't know. I'm not feeling so good right now, but hopefully we're all right. Maybe she did a service. But I think isn't time. the point here? Russia does some shady ass shit, and everything all you know anything is that what like the SAS this? stands for? Yeah, exactly. Method of uh, uh, weapons have changed dramatically, man. Mm-hmm. Like the days of uh, you know when I was speaking to uh, uh, Mike Baker, I said, Mike, how do you change this up? He said change the method of a military budget that we have. Mm-hmm. We're spending too much money on weapons that you're not going to use for war. You're just not going to use for war. We have to spend more money 
of our budget, say trillion dollars of our budget needs to be spent towards like uh, 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 bio warfare intelligence, right. learning about these types of attacks that are happening, you know, the cyber warfare. We're not prepared for that. That's kind of what he was talking about. So I, I don't agree. know. It's it, it makes you like really maybe think fund about a lab in Wuhan that could work on a virus. It could be. Oh, you see what he did there? Okay, you, Tom, you just he did went there? to. You, you said you just 11 minutes ago said conspiracy JFK and you went to a different direction and then you just dropped something like you that. To, you went to no, Wuhan. I, no, 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 it is conspiracy. But the point is. Have you been to Wuhan? I have not been to Wuhan, no. You've been to Havana. I thought for sure I've been, been to Havana. Havana. But yes. you've not been to Wuhan. Well, I love the wet market. Have you ever Wuhan. had raw chipmunk? Man, tasty. The, um, <laughs> no, the, no the, the point is, let's assume there's no lab in Wuhan and nothing like there. But the point is, do you think governments have labs that are experimenting with biological agents that could debilitate mm -hmm. armies or US populations? Does. Do you think U.S. Yes, does? Yes, I they think better. they all do. I think yeah. everybody is. I think they're all playing in these new realms, exactly yeah. what Pat says. You know, another aircraft carrier, another battleship, another, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, nuclear rocket that's not going to be launched. Oh, God, we hope. Uh, but then what are they doing on the other side? You know, how do you handle big populations, poisons, biological agents, you know, interference with power grids? I mean, and, and that's the other thing. What are they yep. investing in? They're investing in things that don't make people sick, but they're looking at things. How do we hack in and shut down power grids? And like somebody has hacked in and shut down part of a, a gas line operation system that disrupted part of the East Coast of the United States for uh, energy transport. Yep. That's I, real. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Pat, that you know things have changed, so warfare will need to change. Rather than tanks, maybe you need microwaves or biological warfare. Things have changed significantly since you were in the Army, yeah? Dramatically. Oh, yeah, dramatically. I think, uh, uh, one, investing what, what direction you make your investments in, but also realizing that as you get bigger, you may not even know, like, a... 17-year-old hacker may be an enemy of yours. It's who you offend right now, man. You got to be so careful with who you offend yep. right now. There are mm -hmm. so many. The, the, you may be a 40-year-old guy who's done well for yourself financially. You could offend the wrong person that knows certain ways to hack into mm -hmm. certain things and makes your life a living hell. It's a completely different ballgame yeah, today. I agree. So it's not just Russia or China. The war many people may be playing is a different war than the government may be playing. It's a mm -hmm. completely different game today. Well, very, be, very different game being played today. With that being said, um, it's, like, that, it's like, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Say you know how to do jujitsu and boxing, MMA. We go in a street fight. You can 99.9% .9 of people, they go out. A guy comes up to you at the bar, pushes you, punches you in the face. You drop him, and next thing you know, he's on the floor crying, and you take out three of his friends. That makes good for a, a good video, goes viral on YouTube, takes off, right? But say you do that to an 18-year-old kid and you talk trash to him and you're the UFC MMA guy. You know how to fight. Mm. That guy ends up following you. He finds out who you are. He finds details about you. And he makes your life a living hell and you're wondering what the hell happened. The UFC, the jujitsu stuff doesn't matter today. Just like tanks, mm -hmm. weapons, M16s, Fs, these things don't matter with yeah. today's war. It's just the reality of it. Wow. It's a very low-key China method of attacking mm -hmm. versus the look how powerful we are attacking. It's very different. Dana White would be very upset to hear that. From it's Dana. just the truth, though. Yeah. It's very di But here's the thing. Who the hell is going to buy a pay-per-view of two hackers going, to, going at it against each other? Hello! <laughs> you know, 17-year-old from, yeah. you know, Toledo is... Well, Pat, you should apologize to the hackers right and, now. And, I'd like, on behalf of I'm the good Subway community, hackers, no, you're right. Apologize. You're right. Don't target hey. us. We're nice people. Check this out. I have your best um, interest in mind. Going back to what I was talking about, Charlie Wilson's war, you know, they figured out one thing. 
the Afghans did not have better technology than the Russians. The Russians did. But they figured out one thing. If we could give them basic Stinger, all Stinger is a simple little, you know, missile. You know, you might call it a bazooka, but it was just a missile. And it shot down helicopters and airplanes. So it was very, it was not huge, secret, super Star Wars spy tech. It was just, let's just give them an ability to hide behind the rocks because they didn't march around in big groups or big battalions like the mm -hmm. Russians did. So five Afghans could be behind a rock and knock down a helicopter. <sighs> and that's how they eventually chased Russia out of it. It was mm -hmm. low tech and it was asymmetrical. You fight this way, we fight this way. So it's asymmetrical. And now it's a digital war. It's an economic war. They're, the war is being fought so differently. It's, mm -hmm. it's not about war armaments and actually if we break into a conventional giant conventional bombing and assault war it's really you're stepping backwards with somebody that's not the way the next war will be fought if it happens to be china i don't Russia. disagree by the way caleb box maybe maybe with that's iran, my guy maybe what's, what's iran up with caleb he just gave 50 bucks and he said if yeah. there's another atom in the galaxy we are all doomed that's for oh, sure oh caleb yeah he said that about you Okay. Right. Caleb took a uh, shot. I'll remember that, Caleb. Okay, so next conversation. Next topic is, yes, we can't hear you, buddy. Turn on. That's, that's Kai's buddy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think is Activate interesting as Kai. well is, is war now, it's not nations against nations. It could be one rogue Osama bin Laden versus a country or this mm -hmm. and that and the other. And also, even going back to the Korean War, is in some ways you can win by just not losing or just not giving up like the North Korea did uh, in Vietnam as well, where they didn't win. They just tired out to where America mm. then lost interest in the war and that led to America losing. So there's different ways of winning wars. And especially now when it's not a whole nation versus a whole mm -hmm. nation, yeah. it's a lot different. You got to give a shout out to Kai. I mean, the guy for fun <laughs> reads, you know, Teddy Roosevelt books and Winston Churchill books. This is where he's getting this stuff from. He's a, he's a strategist. So thank you. General Lude. Bank of America will mm -hmm. raise its minimum wage to 25 bucks an hour by 2025. Okay, Bank of America. Folks, if you're looking for a job, by 2025, Bank of America is given $25 an hour jobs, which 25 bucks an hour is a $50,000 a year salary. Okay, so let's read this. Bank of America said Tuesday that it will raise an hourly minimum wage of its employees by 2025 to 25 bucks an hour. It costs us a few hundred million dollars a year, but it's an investment. The bank CEO Brian said... It's not the first time Bank of America has raised its minimum wage for its employees. In 2017, the bank raised its minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Two years later, the company announced it would lift all uh, the, that, that level to 20 bucks an hour for the upcoming two years. And so did the schedule now be in uh, with an increase that impacted more than 200,000 workers. Last month, Biden signed an executive order lifting minimum wage for federal contractors workers to 15 bucks an hour in early 2022 from the current level of 1095. Meanwhile, other banks are also raising wages, albeit not as aggressively. JP Morgan Chase announced 2018 that it would increase its minimum wage from 15 bucks to 18 bucks an hour for 22,000 employees, depending on their local cost of living. Citigroup raised its minimum wage from 15 bucks an hour to 15 bucks an hour in 2019. So 25 bucks an hour. Is Bank of America really raising their minimum wage to 25 bucks an hour? Or Tom, are they saying we just want better pool of talent that we're paying for? We're willing to pay $50,000 an hour, because $50,000 a year, because at $50,000 a year, we're going to get a four-year degree. We're going to get your experience. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. And uh, is this a good marketing campaign, Tom, for B of A? I think it's a populist marketing campaign around the simple phrase, $25. Um, however, what, you're, what you accurately point out is that 
there will be talent competing for those jobs. And by the way, in tw by 2025, you know, the, the number of humans that are in, you know, bank um, individual branches down the street is dropping. You know, there's so much, all banking is being automated, so much is done online. I mean, you know, you, you take a look at that. You so mean it, operation goes lower because you Yeah, need, so these are yeah. going to people in, this is going to be people in headsets and call centers because the corner branches, I mean, they're harder and harder to find. And that's actually, you, that's actually you, a very good question. Can we ask a question here? When's the last time you went to a branch? Um, last time I went to a branch, it was, I, I, I was forced to. And what I was forced to head, is like a gun to your head. Type no, no, no. Kim and I were making situation. no, no. Kim and I made a transaction, and they had to have a bank check. So I had to go in and get a cashier's check, and then FedEx. Last it. six months. How many times have you been in? That's a better question. Zero. Okay, so zero last six months. If I didn't have to be going and get a cashier's check because we had a large so transaction, once in six months, I wouldn't have gone in. How about yourself? How All many, my needs would take me maybe once a quarter. How many? How many last six months have you been in the branch, Caroline? Zero. Not even once? Sam? Maybe once? Nothing? Once? Zero? Kai? Kai, we can't hear you, Kai. We can't hear you, Kai. I'm turned on. Go ahead. Uh, oh, get wow. it together, Kai. What's uh, going on over there, buddy? General my bank, Patton. my bank doesn't even have a branch here. So, <laughs> damn, I don't even got my bank. Don't even have branches. That's how good my bank is. Okay, if so ultimately, hey, let me is, ask yeah. the let me ask the audience. I'm actually but the curious. first time you see if Helsinki you're, you're, Federal, you'll know that's for Kai's head. If you're watching this, when in the last six months, how many times have you walked into a branch at a bank? I'm actually curious. Comment. We're watching your comments. Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead, uh, Tom. No, so I think this is basically, point, I think this is going to be call centers and basic processors in these large. 50K minimum. They, yep, and 50K minimum. They're, they're, Not a bad gig. It's, it's probably going to be, job. there's going to be a lot of people competing for those $50,000 jobs. Here's what we did. If you remember, just uh, uh, five and a half years ago, we're in Texas mm -hmm. and we're going through hiring people and Texas minimum wage is 720. One day I sat there and I said, guys, we're not doing this anymore. Mo moving forward. We're hiring 15 bucks an hour. And we started hiring 15 bucks an hour, and mm -hmm. the quality went yep. in a better direction. So it's not you're increasing your minimum wage to me. It's what you're saying is we are willing to pay more money for better employees. By the way, to the people of the minimum wage community, B of A, what B of A did to the minimum wage community said, whether you like to increase the minimum wage or not, we don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. We are willing to pay more for better talent. So the market has to compete to get these jobs, and then the market has to improve mm -hmm. to keep these jobs. Bebe is not saying, uh, you know, our minimum wage is gonna be this much. No, Bebe is saying, we're only looking at hiring people that are worth $50,000 or more. That's what they're saying. That's correct. If you are not worth $50,000 or more, we're not hiring you. That's what they're saying. But the interpretation and the way you sell the story, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a $25 minimum wage. America may be at 15, but we're gonna be at $25 minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Great marketing. But I think B of A, smart, it's going to cost them $100 million bucks. What's $100 million? A few hundred million dollars to B of A. Nothing. They make billions on top of billions on interest. Adam, any thoughts on your end? Yeah, I think this is, comes down to what, one of your favorite words ever, which is competition. So they're competing with the Chases of the world and the Wells Fargo's of the world and, um, and the city groups of the world. And they're basically drawing a line in the sand and saying, we're better, we'll pay more, we're, mm. we're looking for yep. better talent. And I think something that it's it, very important to point out, minimum wage, minimum wage, minimum wage, yep. to talk about this. What are the key words in this? Wage, obviously your pay, and minimum, absolute lowest bottom of the barrel, minimum. You get the minimum pay. You get the minimum effort, absolute minimum. Something that I've come to recognize since being with Valuetainment for the last year or so is that minimum wage, the whole fact that it's, it's, it's actually bullshit. 
It's how, Wait how, a minute. how yeah, what yeah, did you yeah. Just I say? went there. I went there. Watch your language. I, I'm trying. I try my best. Oh but my gosh. Soy boy the, on fire. The, the Keep fact going. that that 725 is an absolute minimum. Yeah. Who the hell is taking that job? Like you're either a high school kid, or you are lucky to even be in this country, or you're just willing to accept the absolute minimum because your skill set is uh, less than desirable. Let's say. So the fact that this is definitely something, you know, you you would hear um, this is an evolution of, of thought. Minimum wage, they should be paying more. I, Corporations should be paying more. Yeah. They should pay their no, fair man, share. That's not how it works. This comes down to the individual. If, yeah. you're, if you're 40 years old and you're still somehow making minimum wage, dude, what are you doing with your life? Right? So th- this is more about the individual recognizing. Totally agree. I'm better than this. Yep. They're only paying minimum wage. I guess that's what they're paying. Yep. What kind of a loser are you? Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fired up. Huh. This microwavable By the way, yesterday, this microwavable tea just got me yesterday, fired up. Yesterday, yesterday I'm at Luffs, or two days ago I'm at Luffs with Jen. We're eating yeah. at Luffs. This guy stops by Range Rover, nice looking Range Rover. I think his name was Jeremy. I think I may maybe it was with a J. Gave me his business card. He says, Man, I love the podcast. I'm watching all the podcasts. I'm watching all your stuff. Love mm-hmm. the fact that you're in uh 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 Boca. What, what do you call it? I'm in Boca and we're glad to have you here, all this other stuff. And I said, Great. He says, um, by the way, it's great also watching a podcast with Adam. I said, tell me why. He says, because I've watched all the episodes, and I've seen Adam changed over the last 60 yeah. episodes. So people oh. are seeing an evolution yeah. in our buddy here, Adam Sosnick, and we're working on Adam if potentially one day running for governor of Florida <laughs> the next 20 years. Probably not. Charming, However, charismatic, yeah. good-looking, well-spoken, sense of humor. And I don't need the accolades. With the right team I don't need behind the accolades. you. With yeah. the right team behind Thank you. you who knows, man? Governor with, with Sauce. Pat, there you go. With Pat behind you, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. <laughs> but, no, I think that's, a, that's an important thank you to – quote unquote Jeremy, Jeremy. recognizing yeah. that. I think that's something that we all could recognize is that we're so unless there's somebody pushing you and asking you, all right, well why would you think this? So why, maybe, why don't we do this? Maybe yeah. It's interesting you're saying this because just yesterday mm-hmm. we're in my office. We're going oh, yeah. through topics for podcasts, <laughs> right? I got yes. two minutes before I have to jump on a Zoom. Okay. And you bring up yes. the topic of abortion. Well, I'm like, oh up. my oh, no. I did not bring it up. It's Kai <clears throat> stories. Oh, yeah, it's stories, stories we have okay. here, okay. right? Because mm-hmm. of Abbott. Let me read it to you. <laughs> and then we're gonna go there. This is when uh, Tom probably wants to step out yes. in a minute to get on his flight. So Governor Abbott signs fetal heartbeat bill banning most abortions in Texas. This is a USA Today story. He signed into law Wednesday legislation that prohibits abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected, effectively banning most abortions in the state. The restriction puts Texas on the vanguard among states challenging the boundaries of Roe versus Wade, uh, Wade, the 1973 landmark Supreme Court case that established a woman's legal right to abortion. There's not a specific time frame tied to the restriction, and fetal heartbeats can be detected as early as six weeks or six weeks from women's last menstrual period, not... Since the start of her pregnancy, according to American Congress of uh, 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 Gynecologists, opponents of the law argue that it will prohibit abortions before most women are even aware that they are pregnant, effectively outlawing the procedure. It also does not include exceptions in cases of rape or incest, a caveat that has been long, uh, has long been the standard in abortion law. So I read the story mm-hmm. that we have on talking about it today because of what Abbott's doing in Texas. All of a sudden you're like, 
what is this all about? Yeah, I and was then, fired up. Yeah, you were fired up. <laughs> and then we got people walking in, and you know, I gotta talk. I gotta. What do you think? Like, do I you got th- a Zoom in thirty and seconds. I'm no, like, Dude, I'm not doing it right now. I gotta yeah. get on a Zoom. I'm getting yeah. mentally prepared for a Zoom. So, but you guys leave. Yeah. You go outside. I my pulled Zoom, everybody. My Zoom lasts thirty minutes. I come out. You guys yeah. are still having a heated debate. Oh yeah. Walk us through what happened with your experience yesterday, because I know nothing about it. What well, happened? I think this is something that um, the pe- the fine people of Texas might want to consider. Uh, is actually polling women that and seeing like... what they have to say. <clears throat> so I asked every female oh in the office. I did. There's, I don't know, there's, you know, eight to ten <sighs> ladies that responded. You're a talent. You're not an employee. Yeah. You're simply a talent. Yeah. So you're just talking to people. What right? does that have to do with that, anything? It has to be disclaimer, HR. You're a talent yes, yes. speaking HR, to people. Yes. HR did come up and That's say right. this is probably a little inappropriate. Because you're a talent. You're I, a talent. I'm a talented okay. guy, baby. I'm asking questions So what happened? Here. Tell us. So I asked the ladies in the room, ladies, what should be the drop-dead cutoff point where an abortion is acceptable? Meaning— Here we go. Okay, because initially I I had a little longer approach. I said, you know, I'm not going to reveal the number, but I said maybe, you know, closer to five, six months, however. And they said, whoa, you're crazy? You're crazy? So I started getting women's feedback. Pay attention, Governor Abbott, women's feedback. And the universal number was— First disclaimer, a women, women have a right to do whatever they want with their body. And that's the, the side that I'm on this. So for a government, especially Republicans who believe in individual freedoms and st- keep the government out of my life and keep them out of my bedroom and government shouldn't tell me what to do. But they're the ones basically implementing this six week uh, regulatory law mandate, what have you. The resounding, the resounding answer from the women here in the, in the audience was basically three months. that Because w- within four to six weeks, you might not even know you're pregnant, right? That's the, the what women had to say. I've never been uh, had a period before, although, you know, <laughs> some people might think I have. Um, <laughs> no, you haven't, but, but you often need my doll, my friend. Yeah. So the point is, uh, and then I did some research. So I did yeah. the market research with yeah. the women. They said three months. And then here's the difference here, because there's a Mississippi, there's a court case that's being taken up in the Supreme Court, Mississippi. Mississippi's basically saying 15 weeks is when the cutoff point should be. And there's actually something currently in the Supreme Court um, precedent called fetal viability, where states may not ban abortions before 22 weeks. So that's sort of the magic number, 22 weeks, okay? People so are asking, where are you going with this? I'm People going, are actually asking the question. I'm going that this is a, a, a clear overreach. XM, XMS, Dad. This so go is, ahead. This is a clear overreach yeah. by the state of Texas um, to attempt to outright ban abortions. And they're suggesting six weeks. And last but not least, this is the, the, the twist that I also found out, that you know the state officials want to enforce this ban, but what they're enabling individuals to do is file lawsuits versus abortion providers, doctors, nurses, what have you, from individuals. Individuals can file lawsuits to basically um, have endless lawsuits, harassing lawsuits coming from all different angles to these abortion providers rather than one major lawsuit where they could use all their resources to fight it. So they want basically all these lawsuits coming in, coming out. So I'm on the side of the ladies. I'm on the side of the... 20 week suggestion. I think this is an overreach from Texas. Tom. I think um <laughs> yeah, I think more deeply about about this. 
I don't want the government legislating <clears throat> decisions on life, and I'll tell you why. You know, you take a look at <clears throat> Greece and the Netherlands who have, you know, they're broke. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're broke, and they can't afford to care for the elderly, and an elderly person that has no family around, you know, you, you get to this very slippery slope where elderly people with no family, no financial support, 85 years old, Alzheimer's symptoms, and they're like, well, guess what? We're done here, and, you know, um, you know state can, you know, uh, push the euthanasia button. And I, I just don't think the government sh should be, you know, legislating life. I think it's a very slippery slope. I also happen to think that it's that problem that we have, I think, is civilization, specifically America, on the, the issue of, of choice and abortion is I don't think we love, you know, people enough. <clears throat> and I think that there has been a, you know, a great failure that we have arrived at a place where out of a fear of responsibility, the ability to care and the ability to do that, that we think the only way out is to terminate. And I think that's terrible. Um, I wish I wish as a people we had the systems and the support and everything. I mean, I, I, I listen to the Christian community talk about abortion and they want to give the, you know, hey, let's, let's give her a car seat and some diapers and stuff like that. Wait a minute. This 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 woman's got a single mom got to raise that child all the way up. We need to have a whole set of services that support her to help her to do that. And the childbearing thing is not on the men; it's on the women. They're, you know, they have the child and they're carrying it. So I, I don't think government should be in these decisions. And I think we've really the the, the church and the communities out there have failed to really put their effort where their mouth is about if you're going to say no abortions, you're going to care for people. You know, let me tell you, the Bible says that religion that God our Father finds faultless is true as this. Take care of widows and orphans in their distress. And I don't think, see churches doing enough to do end-to-end -end taking care of people so that we can say, if we've got this point of view, we're going to go end-to-end -end because that's what God said. God loves life. God wants this. Well, why aren't you going end-to-end -to, -end to help that single mom go all the way up to high school? to help her have the resources to do that so she can work and get care for that child. No, we say stop the abortion and we'll legislate it on you. Me, I'll tell you, my Christian viewpoint, I believe God's the ordainer of life, but I'm not ready to step across the line and draw boxes around people at their moment of freedom when they're deciding what to do. But I'll mm -hmm. say, as I sure as hell wish that we as a civilization, as a people, and as Christians, we're going more end-to-end -end and not just saying let's stop abortion, but let's start loving and supporting people so they can get that child all the way to high school and support that single mom. Because the dad's gone. <sighs> a yeah. lot of times. Or you know, if you want to pull up, that, there's a lot the, in there, and I'm sorry, PBD, but I'm there's telling you. Did yeah. you have a response? No, to I just think something that's. I, I I thank you for the heartfelt response, genuinely, Tom. That that was that was that was deep. I think something that's pretty disgusting is the fact that Texas, quote unquote, does not include exceptions in cases of rape or incest. And I know that that's probably, you know, maybe a percent or two percent of of these types of situations. It's not a so, big deal. <clears throat> But I think that's disgusting not yeah. to, to account for were that. You, were you at the uh, meeting that Dudley hosted 11 years ago where they were showing how much it costs to test whether you're pregnant or not? Because those machines are very, very expensive. Do you oh, know yeah, how much yeah, and he cost? was talking about focus on the family yeah. donating machines. Do you know how, well, we were raising money to buy a few machines. And mm. each machine, you know how much each machine is? At the time, $54,000. Wow. A yeah. machine to just go and make mm -hmm. sure, like, you go test it. 
to find out if you're pregnant or not. And As opposed to just like a 1999 test at uh, Walgreens? Yeah, but the machine. The mach- yeah, of course. Yeah, of but course, the machine yeah. to kind of go and do uh, the, the uh, real ultras- stuff. They, the real stuff. Just yeah. kind of check like, you out. Do you have an ectopic pregnancy? Are you healthy? What's going on here? There's yeah. a lot of questions with it. This I, is part of I think healthcare, it was the people. the machine that was like okay. $54,000. And the percentage that we're sharing that most uh, individuals who are pregnant, girls who are pregnant, they're afraid to go in. They're afraid to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. They're embarrassed. So they just don't want to go out there and talk to the doctor because what if mom finds out? It's a lot of different stats, too. But if you can pull this up, Kai, the, the one I sent you, the first one, and then let's go to the second one. So this is from Gallup, okay? This is Gallup, and it's recent. Go to the uh, date to see when this was given to us. Uh, uh, I think it's 2021. Okay, go, go up, go up because the dates go all the way up to 2020. Perfect. So if you go all the way at the top, uh, this is the second one or the first? Okay, right there, right there, right there. Do you think abortion should be legal under any circumstances, legal only under certain circumstances, or illegal in all circumstances, right? So look at the colors. If you can flip the screen so people can see it, yeah. dark green is legal only under certain circumstances. Green is legal under any. Uh, gray is illegal under uh, illegal in all circumstances. So mm. if you look at illegal, it's 20%, okay? That's 20%. Do you see it? If you look at legal under any circumstances, 29%. Mm-hmm. And if you look at legal under only certain circumstances, is 50%. Okay. So I'm willing to bet the 20% is probably Christian, church going. They're probably have They're certain pro-lifers. faith. They're pro-lifers. Mm-hmm. You got the, then you got the rest of the percentage. If you want to go up to see historically how much this has changed our opinion over the years, okay? How much has changed our opinions over the years? Go over here. There you go. So this is actually very interesting. So same exact thing. Legal under any, legal only under certain, illegal in all, and I have no opinion about it. So this is 2020, and it goes all the way down. If you look at it in 2020, legal under any is 29%. Go back 30 years. Go back 30 years. Let's go to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Look at 1989, still 29%. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. What's all the way at the bottom of the number that they have on there? Uh, 1977, 21%. 1980, 25%. So it's not moved at it's all. It's not moved. That's at the all. point. So, so it's not and moved. Now, 45 you, years. And by the way, the one in the middle also hasn't moved. And illegal, all the right. way, go all the way to the top, guy. Go all the way to the top we were looking at. Uh, right there. Legal only under certain hasn't moved. Illegal and all hasn't moved. No opinion. Mm-hmm. People have gone to 2%. It used to be 4%. People had an opinion about it before. Now yeah. uh, more people are having opinions about it. So this hasn't really moved much in mm. the last 40 years. There's a group of people that are staying on one side. There's a group of people that are staying on another side. Some say, well, the kid doesn't have a choice yet. It's got to be on the mother. So the priority becomes mother chooses what to happen with the baby. Some are saying, well, wait a minute. That's the baby. You, you, you should have protected, you know, safe sex. You shouldn't have done unprotected says if you're doing that and you have your baby, you should take responsibility and raise the kid. That debate's going to go on for a long time. Scientifically, if you say when it's a heart, heartbeat, six weeks, man, you can go through it. So if, if it's saying, hey, when is the person, you know, when is a baby really mm-hmm. alive heartbeat, the numbers are numbers if you want to go science. So if they go science, if they go, so the only thing that a pro-choice argument has is the woman has the right to abort it's okay whether they want to abort the live baby or not. It doesn't matter. The argument lately, the last 10 years, some politicians have been pushing to say 36 weeks, 38 weeks, 40 weeks, even the day of. You're hearing no, a lot of those. That to me that's is extreme. extreme. I'm just extreme. telling you. Yes. So there is extreme, but 
I think I think something that we I mean the whole purpose of our show is to eliminate the extremes on the left and the right. Yeah. The eliminate the extreme, like for instance, I don't want to name names. There was someone that we that had the conversation yesterday. He said, I think the woman should have the baby no matter what. Rape, incest, I don't care. They need to have the baby. Yeah. yeah. He said, that is extreme, bro. He goes, Yeah, I'm extreme. That's aggressive. You're telling me if your uncle rapes a 15-year-old, the 15-year-old need has to have the baby? That's absurd. But also at the same other extreme, you're a month out from having the baby. Yeah. You're eight months pregnant and you're considering aborting it. That is extreme. So it looks like 50% of the people said it should be legal under certain conditions. And I think that's the the, the reality in America today. Final thoughts, Tom? Um, <clears throat> people have got this longstanding argument of when does life begin? And what I want to know is why does compassion stop? And so everybody wants the baby to be born, but where's the compassion to, to, to be? If the society said life is really valuable and if something like this happens, it's unfortunate, but we're going to support that mom, support that child, yeah. get them through school, get them the best chance to go, then we don't need the laws because we as a people would say, wait a minute, this is terribly unfortunate. Maybe it was careless. Maybe it was reckless. Maybe it's irresponsible. Okay, but we've got this woman there with a the child. We want the child to grow up in such a way so that they can have a fighting chance not to have a uh, encumbered youth and maybe grow up in the wrong kind of neighborhood, wrong kind of choices. You know, where does compassion start? I don't care where life starts. I want to know where compassion starts and why does compassion seem to end when the child is born, yeah. because if we were a society that thought that way and thought long term, I mean, people have heard me use my upstream downstream arguments. If you don't want to have problems with poverty and a lot of things happening downstream, then you need to go back upstream. And mm -hmm. upstream is showing compassion and finding ways to support the single moms and the children and give them a fighting chance to life, regardless of how that child came to be. And you don't need abortion laws because people would say it's terrible it happened to you. And even, you know, you really kind of did this yourself. That really wasn't responsible. But society, this is the way we feel and this is how we're going to care. And this is how we're going to do this because the greater good is to give that child and yeah. you an opportunity to make we, it. We have, a, we have a personal situation going on that, that uh, uh, it's, I'm not going to give the whole information, but it really bothers me. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there's this kid that I just don't like the situation this kid is in. It totally bothers me, totally. And we've been in this discussion about what we want to do, whether we want to adopt this kid or not, and the mom wouldn't do it, and the person's mom wouldn't. Anyways, we've been going back and forth. It's yeah. very, very emotional conversations that we have. On one end, you're hearing, like, how many people were accidental babies? Like, I don't know if I was planned. I don't know if you were planned. I don't know if mm -hmm. you were planned. There were many kids that were not planned. It just kind of mm -hmm. happened. There's a lot of people that, you know, Mom and dad weren't planning on having it at that time. Mom and dad, yeah. you know, they, so how many of those people turned out to do something big in their lives? How do, what do you do with those stories? But on the flip side, there's also people in America that are having babies because we pay $400 of benefit and welfare and all this other stuff. So it's a business model as well. So th that's both extremes. Hey, more have more kids. Every time I have a kid, I get paid 400 bucks. Yeah, but that's time. a horrible business model. Because a kid costs, you know, a couple no, hundred grand but from that, zero to that 18. That means you don't, if you get $400 a kid, you don't spend $400 on the kid. You only spend $200 on the kid. And you send yeah. them to public so programs. You're, you're a horrible you're, parent. But, yeah. but that's also right. happening. Horrible. So a part of this, horrible. believe it or not, a part of this has to do with the tax system. Mm -hmm. I know this kind of went a completely different angle. Mm. A part of this has to do with the tax system. A part of this has to do with churches not doing their part. They're looking away and trying to get a bigger building, a bigger building, a bigger building, a bigger building. We're doing another building budget, another building budget, another building budget, mm -hmm. right? Versus let's actually go do the work and, you know, 
And nothing Amen. Against, nothing against That's, those bigger buildings. Uh, I'm absolutely okay with some correct. Of the big, but I, I don't think it's just one person or another person's fault. I think mm-hmm. it is something that we got to have more conversations about. And the extremes, we kind of got to get rid of the extremes in the room when you're negotiating. I agree. Having said that, we got to get Tom on a flight up yeah, Palm Beach. Yeah, Tom's got to go. I got I to gotta give a shout-out to somebody real quick. Go for real it. Real quick shout-out to Tom Ellsworth. He's usually known for bringing his big-ass brain to the podcast. That's what you're known for. But today, you brought your heart. So. Oh. That, that's Thank nice you. of you, buddy. Thank you, Good to see I, that you I got want, the heart in that. I, and, I, and by the way, yeah, last week, this Tuesday, I thought it was your best session on the podcast, which you talked about with Palestine and oh, Israel. Okay. Thank you. I got so many commentaries saying Adam is a... I'm changing my views on Adam. All Adam right. actually educated me. I felt he was being very Look at us uh, compassionate. So if we're in the moment of giving each other love, this was a good moment. All right, everybody put your hands no, together no, but right I want, now. I want, I want to give one last thing here. A couple shout-outs to people. Yeah. One, Ruben uh, gave 10 bucks. Pat, I'm a fourth-generation barber, and we are working on an app that will disrupt the hair and beauty industry. We want to join you. We want you to join the I board. Love well, that. For $72.10, Nic- you can be on his app. Nicolo, uh, Diversify is key. Is Caitlyn Jenner serious or not? Interview her also. How come no stop Jew hashtag or popping up? Pat, when are you having a conversation for just hands? I'll pay to go. Okay, fair enough. We'll uh, think about that. After reading your book and watching you for a year, my team believes you will be a great addition. Obviously, you will become a billionaire. Okay, great. I'm glad I'll be a billionaire. Caleb talking shit to you. Which was great, and we had a bunch of other guys that had stuff. <laughs> but to he say. gave five dollars to do 50 it. Fifty bucks to yeah. do it, gang. 50. Have a great one. We're doing it again next Tuesday, same time yes, in the morning. Same Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank bye-bye. you all. Bye.